Hello and welcome back to the 41st episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast with your host, Bennett Leon. And of course, we have our lovely co-host, Ashley Downing with us. Hello, hello. Alrighty, guys. So today um, we have a couple of great topics for you. We're going to start off by talking about the Supreme Court and how uh, the Supreme Court in Wisconsin and how they voted uh, 5-4 to halt an order extending absentee ballots, um, the deadline in Wisconsin, because they're supposed to vote um, in person soon uh, and they did not want to extend that, um, which is why the, the governor stepped in to postpone it. Um, but as we see, the Supreme Court had something else in, off their sleeves. So um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, we're also going to talk about how Spain plans to implement a universal basic income to fix uh, the coronavirus economic crisis for their citizens. Uh, and what's interesting about this is they're not only doing it to address coronavirus like they would do here, like with those one-time checks of like $1,200 or Bernie Sanders plan, for example, for $2,000 for the extent of the coronavirus crisis. This plan ex- extends permanently into their into their country. So it's going to be really interesting to see and uh, talk about that. So let's go ahead and start off with the first topic. Let's go back to Wisconsin uh, nearby. So, Ashley, uh, how about start off with that one? Uh, fill us in. All right. So Wisconsin Supreme Court, uh, as you let us know the governor was basically trying to postpone their primary election which is not unique to wisconsin um a lot of states have tried to do that um ohio was one of the 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 biggest the first ones i I think that actually tried to do this um and other states have actually been successful at this well the wisconsin supreme court voted against it in a 4-2 ruling um so I, they say, you know, this could go up to the Supreme Court, but really it doesn't matter, right? Because the um, election is on Tuesday. So <laughs> they're going to end up um, holding that primary election. But what I think is just absolutely ludicrous is this is supposed to be one of the, um, or if not the highest um, peak in our nation's num- case number for coronavirus cases. And the amount of people that voting attracts and how close you're standing, how many items you touch that other people have have had to touch. Um, I can't believe that they voted against this. I just think it's crazy. It's absolutely unbelievable. But at the same (laughs) time, it's really not. Because at the same time, we've also been seeing time and time again from the GOP and from like the GOP like supporters and the voters is that they're not reacting the same way that Democrats in general are. They're not taking it as seriously. We see this in the case of governors for sure. Um, We see this in the case of like most recently Florida held out for a super long time. They did not close their beaches. He, uh, the governor there, Ron DeSantis, uh, even preferred to close like a couple counties in South Florida before being pressured uh, into closing the entire thing, which is really the most responsible thing to do. But uh, the important thing to note there is that he didn't do it. Uh, he didn't do it like super willingly. 
And he was willing to sacrifice people's lives in order to save an economy that was going to go down anyways. Yeah, I I think that this the whole the whole thing with making this partisan politics is just crazy. I mean, that is that is um, that is what a lot of people are saying, right? The governor of Wisconsin is a Democrat, and the legislative body in Wisconsin are Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a partisan issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so funny when you hear news anchors say things like, you know, this pandemic, it's it doesn't care about race, it doesn't care about party party lines, it doesn't care about. Um, social class it affects everybody and it's like I just like I hate that I hate that they say that it's no shit yes of course you know and it's then why are people acting like it is why are people um, so blinded by this I mean everybody's freaking out and then you're gonna vote against something that's clearly for the public safety I mean, it's just crazy how this, I mean, it, the only thing I can come up with is that this is partisan. That's the only reason that I can come up with it, why they would vote against this. You know, it's almost like a spiteful thing. I mean, I don't think this is any different than like this, like the United States Supreme Court, you know, and like how the president literally picks them based on like their ideologies. Yeah. Whether you're going to be a constitutionalist, a.k.a. But like an or an originalist like reading the constitution like as um as they wrote it and not like and try to interpret it into modern day standings like that's the kind it's the same kind of concept and it, yeah but as as a judge though and i know yeah. that like it's i know that it's obviously hard to do but um as a judge you take an oath to be able to be that um, non-partisan, non-biased third party that is just able to listen to the facts and make sure that, you know, people are being treated fairly and, you know, whatever. Um, and clearly that does not happen all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think that there are... Um, there are, The majority of judges are good people. And I think that they believe these ideologies for a good purpose you know for a moral purpose for themselves and they truly think that they're doing the right thing by believing that the constitution is a living document or by believing that the constitution is the way that the framers um meant for it to be years and years and years and years and years ago um but i think that obviously in this case the only reason i can think of are these judges being partisan or some strings were pulled, like, behind the scenes or something, you know? I think in a general sense, judges are, aren't are partisan. But I think, um, or they are, they try not to be. But in this case, I feel like it, they probably were, right? I think. Uh, I don't know. I actually take a contrasting view to this. Um I think that they, there are, I think there are a lot of partisan, um, a lot of partisan judges. Um, and especially when it comes to like the United States Supreme Court, uh, when it gets to like high levels like that, I mean, there's, there's just like. Really? That's so funny. I I would almost argue it's the opposite. I, I mean, there's no way that these people like think or like are good people or whatever like you say and like they do well i mean i i don't i don't think they're bad people necessarily but 
I think they consistently vote against the will of the people or their their own intent. Um, not vote, but like whatever they make their decision. Yeah, but I think that they because they don't believe that their job is to do the will of the people. Their job is to interpret the constitution. I mean, yeah, I guess, but they don't always interpret is the thing. They just regurgitate. Well, that's what that's what we would believe. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Clarence Thomas uh, would disagree with me or uh, uh, the late, what's his name? Um, Justice Scalia, who was a favorite of the GOP. I'm sure he wasn't partisan at all. <laughs> well, though, even though he was best friends with uh, RBG, but that's for another day. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's move on to the next topic, which is um, Spain implementing a new UBI plan to uh, address the coronavirus crisis, um, which has, as we know, basically shuttered most of the businesses across our own country. And I'm sure, of course, uh, in Spain, like there, in Spain and Italy uh, and a few other countries, they're on a complete lockdown nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, they are approaching three weeks uh, in Spain, I believe. Um, but this is a no strings attached every month uh, t- uh, kind of UBI. And from what I know, it's going to be um, uh, it's going to be different amounts depending on your your level of need and like your age and other factors. So it won't be uh, like the like the Andrew Yang UBI, like $1,000 a month for every American and like all those different types of ways. I mean, these countries are, I mean, of course, going to do every, everything on their own different way. But I think it's very important that this happens. Um, and I hope this is the start of like a kind of a domino effect. In, I think. In Europe and the United States and like all over the world, really. Because yeah. it's not really like a, a, like a band-aid. This is meant to supplement people and like push them to the next, the higher levels of their lives where they should be. But you were going to say? Oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, I think it will be a domino effect. Um, yeah, that's all I was saying. I agree. I think that the Spain is going I don't think you I don't think that universal basic income can be a bad thing and people are going to see Spain and I think that they're going to see how fast that they can recover from this pandemic because of UBI and then everyone else is going to sort of you know mm-hmm. fall in line <laughs> yeah um well I wanted to mention one thing from this article that I'm reading or this excerpt that I'm reading uh, out of Forbes um, I will tag this like once again in our uh, Facebook page, uh, so you'll be able to see it if I didn't already. Um, but this professor, uh, his name is Guy Standing, who's been studying the impact of UBI for over 30 years, told Forbes that uh, a basic income in Spain has moved from being desirable to, quote, essential to the rescue mm-hmm. economies in the wake of coronavirus. Uh, in the last couple of months, the coronavirus has triggered an economic crisis waiting to happen. And he argues that neoliberal structures, rental capitalism, private and corporate indebtedness, 
and short-term contracts over the last 30 years have resulted in a fragile economy where even a small economic downturn can have tremendous consequences. Millions of people who can't service debt will be homeless and the global supply chain will can and uh, can also be disrupted. He argues that measures such as quantitative easing are no fix because the secondary problem is waning demand, as millions will not be able to buy basic goods and services. So, like, once again, that just creates the demand, paints the picture for the need for UBI because people are just not getting paid right now. Businesses are not moving, like, the economy is shuddering, and we don't have money in our own pockets to be able to afford these necessities um six point uh over six million people signed up for unemployment last week alone the week before that it was 3.3 million right um or 3.1 or whatever um over three million (laughs) okay yeah that's okay that's what i thought okay good so we're we are around 10 million unemployed so far and this isn't like this is only the beginning like Trump is saying like that this is going to go on for like at least another month or so. Like how many more weeks and millions of Americans are going to have to go unemployed and like before um, a UBI is implemented that actually helps everyday Americans get past this, uh, this storm that we find ourselves in. So it's going to be interesting to see. Definitely going to be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see who else uh, joins in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think... Who will be the next to follow? Like, the way to get Republicans onto it is if you present the math, you know? Like, that, like the way that Andrew Yang did it. Like, if you show them, like, that you can pay for this with, like, certain things, like the VAT tax and, like, other ways to do it, like, smart ways that, that it pays for itself then I think that's the way you get the other half of the country to get on board with this. Uh, at least in, in the United States, that, that would be the case. And any other legal, neoliberal institution that probably exists in many other countries, as we uh, already know. Um, but yeah, so very, very promising news out of Spain um, for their people. And hopefully it starts a trend, which I think it will. I think so, too. Yeah, it has to happen. And I think it's going to be... They're going to start. They're going to get those, the, the ball started over there. And I think that we're going to catch it over here later on. Although I do think it's going to take some pushing and shoving to get um, Trump to sign on to like a, a permanent, permanent UBI for all Americans. But if he does do that, you can... You can fucking bet your ass you're gonna get uh he's gonna get reelected. Oh well yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean if he's already gonna go against Joe Biden, then that's basically guaranteed regardless of that. But I mean mm-hmm. uh there's a different there's a bunch of different ways we can play it. I mean Bernie Sanders isn't out yet. Okay. Um so any more <laughs> thought, any more uh comments on that before we scram? Um, no, no. Okay. I hope we're the next ones to sign on. Absolutely. Let's see what happens, guys. Um, but let's wrap it up here. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next time. I mean, these are troubling times, but of course, we will keep 
our audience updated. But I think this is a great place to wrap up. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of this podcast. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So please give us a five-star rating on um, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Yes. And tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dog, tell your cats. <laughs> Uh, to everybody about uh, your new progressive podcast that you're listening to with your homies Bennett and Ashley who update you on the latest and greatest in the news um, which we are happy to do of course follow us also on Facebook at the Oligarchy Disruptor you can follow us on Twitter at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at Ash the Disruptor Absolutely. And also, guys, please do not forget to vote. I know with all this coronavirus shit, it's very easy to forget what's going on right now. But um, or what I mean is like the election and stuff that's also going on simultaneously in the background. But over half the nation has not cast their vote yet. So it is very important that you vote in the primaries up until the general election which we will go to face Donald Trump so I'll leave it to the queen of voting to give you her spiel about (laughs) that so I'll go ahead alright everybody yes don't forget to vote Um, if you do not know where your polling place is perfect website it's called yourfuckingpollingplace.com And it's very simple. Just type in your address, press OK, and your polling place will show up um, in the times that they're open. Again, that's yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And then, um, oh yeah, any questions you have about voting. So what your registration status is, um, if you can same day register to vote. I think a lot of states, um, actually I'm not going to say that because I'm not totally sure about how um, states are. I know in Illinois they stopped voter registration online quite a few weeks before the actual um, election, but a lot of states have same-day registration. Um, If you aren't really sure what else is going to be on your ballot, there's also a little section for you to see what's on your ballot. And this website is called rockthevote.org. Super awesome, and there's lots of questions. Uh, That's rockthevote.org. Don't forget to vote, guys. All right, guys, once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So we will leave it there. Thank you once again, and we will see you next time.